What's going on, guys? This is Jordan Kalish. Thank you for joining me on the State Shifters podcast. And if you're new to the podcast, uh, welcome. Pleasure to have you here. And in this interview today, I'm really sitting down and connecting with someone really special. And, and before we dive into that, I just wanted to give you a bit of a background around what this podcast is about and really why I started this. And the podcast was this, an opportunity for me to bring on people who I'd connected with along my journey, who I'd shared really powerful, meaningful conversations with. And I wanted to capture some of that and put it online and share with people like yourself, you know, what are some of the ways that we can start to shift our state, you know, evolve into the person we want to become, live from these elevated states of being, peace, love, joy, compassion, excitement. And for me, it's through deep conversations where we get to really unlock what it is that's getting in our way of accessing these elevated states. And when I came across today's guest, we really hit it off from day one, you know, in Toronto at Robin Sharma's Personal Mastery Academy, and we really vibed off some of some of the, the practices we were, we were participating in. Her name is Enahata Ananda, and she's based out in Sedona. And I'm going to read you her bio because she is such a powerful woman doing some amazing work. And Enahata really blends the compassion and tenderness of an angel uh, and the wisdom of strength of a shaman to guide people through powerful journeys of core healing and spiritual awakening. She's a certified high-performance coach, a shamanic healer, and a soul guide. And Anahata has guided thousands of individuals through core life shifts helping them turn their life around and manifest the life of their dreams. Uh, so Anahata is the host of an internationally acclaimed shamanic healing podcast, and she's the founder of Shamanjela Healing, based at Sedona, Arizona, where she offers high-performance coaching, inspirational workshops, group retreats, and private healing sessions and online courses. So for more information about her, you can visit her website, shamanjelichealing.com, and she's hooked us up with some really cool gifts as a part of this episode as well, so you can access them in the show notes. And if you're new here, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. I've got plenty more powerful interviews like this coming out. But for now, enjoy today's episode. Welcome to the State Shifters Podcast, a show dedicated to helping you discover your true potential through connecting the mind, body, and soul. Okay, Anahata Ananda, welcome to the State Shifters podcast. What a pleasure to have you with me, my friend. How are you? Oh, I'm so good. It's such an honor, brother. I, I've been looking forward to this chat, and we just had this soul family connection from the day we first met, and uh, excited and honored to dive deep with your audience today and just explore some tools and resources to really help people like step into their truth, power, and liberation. Mm, I'm really excited about this one because, you know, the story around how we met, you know, it's across paths, you know, we're in Toronto, you're out there, we're both there. I'm, I'm in Australia right now, you're back in Sedona, but we met in Toronto and it was for Robin Sharma's Personal Mastery Academy. And really, as you do when you cross paths with someone who's on a similar journey, I really was vibing off just the, the energy you're putting out. You're radiating this, this energy. And I was like, I've got to learn more from this, from this beautiful woman. And from that, we, we hung out for probably the weekend yeah. and yeah. I was learning about all the powerful work you're doing at Shamanic Healing. Um, and really, you know, people are going to be aware of your bio before jumping on this call, but how would you describe what it is that you do, the type of healing work you do out there? You know, it's, it's a blending of, of shamanic healing and shamanic principles and shamanic teachings and, you know, emotional clearing and 
kind of going into the shadow and uncovering the core wounds and and you know go moving into the darkness to to shine a light on it and so that's the shamanic part of it and the angelic part is the expansion the meditation the spiritual connection the empowerment um, and really tapping in, into your own inner light and so i call it shamangelic and that's my business is is called shamangelic healing that's my podcast and you know, whether it's breath work and we're going into like deep emotional clearing or whether it's spiritual awakening, conscious relationships, uh, tools and practices, uh, shedding limitations or all, all the personal empowerment work as I'm a certified high performance coach. And so there's all kinds of uh, high performance strategies and techniques to really just optimize life, you know, and look at what's in the way of that whether it's beliefs, whether that's core wounds, whether that's I just don't have the tool to go to the next level. And I love going at, you know, getting at the root, you know, getting at the core issues. That's, that's my jam is, I, and I'm not interested in, you know, like looking at the tip of the iceberg, I'm like let's go what's underneath and having, you know, a, a profound effect consciously or unconsciously on health, relationships, you know, every area of your life, finances, every area of your life, because I like to go down into the depths of that and uncover the truth so that that one can live, you know, more empowered and, um, you know, live the life we came here to live, not the life that somebody else wants us to live or that fits somebody else's expectations or agenda. Mm, I'm excited to explore some of the powerful tools you use. But before that, the first thing I, I'm always curious to know is, is why would someone feel called to go out and do this type of work? Because the why sometimes is, well, all the time is more important than the how, because once someone's ready, there's plenty of tools, plenty of, of ways we can go about doing this work. But at what point is someone ready? When does that why become strong enough for them to seek out someone like you? You know, uh, people from all walks of life land in my healing center. And um, some people, it's a diagnosis. Uh, for other people, it's a divorce or a breakup or heartbreak, and they're just, you know, they're just laid out flat from a, a relationship or a pattern that keeps repeating over and over again. Or the tension and chaos in the relationship is so, is so intense, and they're on the verge of breaking up or a divorce, and maybe children are involved or something, or they don't want to keep repeating the pattern, or they're trying to mend the relationship. And so um, people come to me with a full range of stages of relationship challenges some a health crisis that is like look i've got to make the changes and you know with my clients that are that are dealing with some kind of a, a cancer or or something like that you know just the surgery to take it out does not deal with the issue that created it it does not deal with the lifestyle that's mm. perpetuating it and so for some people it's one of those issues for other people it's a sadness a de- depression or stress and anxiety or a, you know, like not feeling satisfied with, with life. So they're just like unhappy with their current career or they're really are not on their soul's mission or their life. They've created the life based on, you know, okay, I'm supposed to do this, then I'm supposed to do that, then I'm supposed to do that other thing. And, and it doesn't fit who they are. And so some people land because they're just deeply dissatisfied with the life that they've created. And it might have fit and maybe it never fit. 
And so some people land here because they're just like, I, something's not quite right. Maybe it's patterns of addiction that are causing the chaos and the problem. And so it might be an addiction to alcohol. It might be an addiction to other substances. It might be an addiction to distraction, excuses, mm -hmm. victim mentality. And so there's, there's lots of different reasons as well as a spiritual awakening. It can be like, whoa, I, I've, I've unleashed the shackles. I am, I'm on my path. I'm finding my way, but I'm having growing pains between who I was, the life that I had and the people I hung out with and the choices that I made and the beliefs that drove that life and stepping into who I am and who I know I can be. There's this gap. I don't have the tools. I need the support and maybe I really am not sure about how to go about it and what are the processes for walking your soul's mission and an empowered path. And so any one of those is, 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 is what I would call a core life shift that I, I, you know, wanting the desire to make a change. And sometimes it's the two by four rock bottom, holy shit moments that like, you know, gosh, I wish I wasn't in pain that's catalyzing it. And sometimes, you know, in the human condition, it, it, it takes that because the gentle knock wasn't answered the hundred times before that. And you and I have both landed on our ass so many times <laughs> from these kind of wake up calls that it's like, God, couldn't this be easier? And yeah, sometimes we listen to the little gentle knocks and we're willing to make a change when we have an intuitive feeling or something doesn't quite feel right or the expiration date on a relationship or a career or a substance or a lifestyle habit has gone past its due date and we're you know still holding on so you know sometimes we're able to like see it make an adjustment and move on but as as humans we're kind of more the creature of habit that is is less inclined to make change and more inclined to distract, ignore, sedate, blame, run, hide, and, um, you know, avoid. And so those, those tend to be our go-tos rather than kind of the listening. So then sometimes the wake-up call is what is like, or a death, you know, that's another one. Um, you know, if there's been a, a, a death of a, of, of a loved one or a close family member or something like that, and, or a big loss in some way that just, catalyzes all of this other stuff that's been you know kind of hid under the carpet or way down into the basement starts to rise and especially as I want to grow and I want better things everything that's in the way or holding me back is going to be invited to be released so I have truck drivers that are ex-con from Alabama I have professional athletes of supermodels housewives entrepreneurs billionaires like there is, it's, it's not one kind of person, but it's the kind of person that is ready to make a change in their life. That, that tends to be the person that lands on my door. Mm, yeah. So many powerful layers to the work you do. And like you said, yeah. there's different points along the journey where we may get to a certain level, but to get to the next level, there's, a, there's another layer deeper we need to go. And to reflect on, on, on some of the breakthroughs I had last year where, yeah, I, I was on a spiritual journey, I would say, but I came up against something that was getting in my way. And for, for, for a while there, I was caught up thinking that was something out there I needed to do. Maybe it was more, more meditation. Maybe it was more of this. But when I realized there was something that I actually needed to remove, there was actually a block. 
there was a block around me thinking that I wasn't enough. And then I had to prove myself to others by doing more, being busy. And I was judging myself for a while when, by not doing enough, I thought I wasn't doing enough. I was like, ah, I should be further down the line. But getting beneath that, it was, it was through some really powerful practitioners out in Toronto through breath work was one of the tools I used to release an underlying feeling of, you know, I, I don't feel like I'm enough. And it was making right. me feel, stay busy. Yeah, it was making me feel like I always had to do more. And I've observed this a lot now in, in people, particularly in big cities. It's the, the coping mechanism of, of being busy all the time to compensate for an underlying feeling that I'm not enough. I'm just not good enough underneath all of this. And, and that, that drives the hustle. Drives the hustle. Yeah, drives the hustle. <laughs> and like you said, over time, if we ignore those subtle, those subtle signs that the body's trying to give us, we get burnt out, we get stressed, we get anxious. You know, the body starts to shut down. And then all of a sudden, we get hit with it a moment. We get sick and then the wake-up call happens. But for a lot of people, it doesn't, it doesn't have to take that. And I'm curious to know... Where do you start when someone comes in and, and you know, there's so many tools at your disposal? Is it getting clear on what would serve this person really powerfully right now for them to, to let go of this or, or go into this pain instead of for so long running from it? Right. Right. Thank you for that. I, I think to, to speak to, to what you were just sharing is that it's not necessarily about adding more, but about subtracting things that are in the way or that are zapping your energy or sabotaging uh, who you are and, and, and what is possible for you. And so sometimes it's this real journey of letting go of this habit, this belief, this circle of friends, this um, hustle, this black mentality, the I'm, I'm not enough um, perspective, or this limited version of myself that other people have shown me this is who I am so it may be that unraveling of, wait a second, let me go back to my remembering and I might have to reclaim my power or my, my truth around where an issue or a trauma, where that was left, or I, I, I lost my power or I lost my voice or I lost my confidence in those experiences. And so I think in the letting go of being the victim or that trauma also gives us the opportunity to open our hands up to be able to reclaim again who we are. So I wanted to acknowledge that 100% the letting go is part of, of making space for what's new. When people land in my healing practice, um, and I have all kinds of online uh, things too. I know your audience is really global, which I absolutely love. And and to be able to reach and support people that can't always get here to Sedona. Of course, I love working in person with people, but I've put all kinds of things and training and courses on, on all kinds of different things, on vibrant health, on relationships, meditation, chakra balancing, balancing the feminine masculine, you know, all of those kinds of things. So people can start to get that, you know, and all, my high performance online coaching, all of that I put online so that people could have access to these resources that don't, if they can't get here to Sedona. But what I do when people do land here in Sedona, my signature session where I start first usually is with a two hour shamanjelic healing journey. Mm -hmm. And that the first part of that Jordan is discovery. You know, it, it, we come in, sit down. It's a safe, yummy, cozy space to be like, what's up, bro? <laughs> you know, what's up, mate? What's <laughs> up, sister? Like, lay it out for me. And this is where they just get to express. And while that's happening, they get to tell their story. They get to tell what challenges are up for them right now, what 
traumas recently or from way back that are still having a grip on them, whether they know it or not, wh where, what's up? Like, give me, the, give me the rundown. And within that, as soon as they, as soon as they walk in the door, I'm starting to get information their body language, how they sit, what they say, what they don't say, the grimace on their face, holding back tears, where their, where their energy is, is leaking, where they're giving their power away, what chakra energy centers are out of balance, whether they're coming with too much unhealthy masculine energy that's kind of pushing and forcing, if there's insecurity, like that discovery is just a, a treasure chest of clues. And I just, I'm taking all of that in and I'm creating a map in my mind, in my consciousness physically based on the ailments. The ailments give me clues about what's underneath it. Emotionally, where the emotion is running and where it's stuck gives me clues as well as their background. If they were raised by a minister, if they were, um, if they were adopted, if they, their mother was an alcoholic, if their dad uh, left, whatever it was, or I was raised by a wealthy family, you know, what all of those expectations, what are the cultural imprints that come from different bloodlines and cultures? And so, I'm, you know, their gender, their age, their breakups, you know, all of it gives me this wonderful blueprint for where the wiring and circuitry has gotten disconnected and where, um, where things and energy is leaking. And so I start with discovery and then we'll start going into I, sharing what, I've what I'm discovering with them. I'll share some of it. They won't need to know all of it because we're going to go into the healing room and some of those things won't be expressed or tapped upon until we're actually in another dimensional state of mind so that any part of them that is resistant like oh, i don't want to talk about my dad he's a jerk and you know i can tell that there's resistance there well i'm not going to go there right now and um because there's not an openness there's not a space yet to to, to discuss that so i'm also looking at where i'm listening I'm using all of my intuitive abilities in that moment, clairvoyance, to see things that aren't there physically, but I'm seeing things in their auric field or their guides or their past. I'm hearing things that might be coming through clear audience. I'm feeling, sensing things. And so all of those abilities are also leveraged to then figure out, okay, now in the counseling part of the session where it's teaching or helping with perspective or showing another way to look at something um, or teaching something or, or showing a model that will help them understand where their energy is leaking or where there's a gap or something like that. And so there may be some guidance or coaching or counseling that happens there and then we're going to go into the healing room and that's where the real magic happens. Hmm. And there's so many different things that I can use in the healing room, whether that's a guided visualization, whether that's kind of maternal holding space for grief, whether that's like shamanic emotional clearing for density that they might be holding from the past, that they might be holding from an experience or their bloodline or from a family member or a loved one that they've taken on the density. So I may use shamanic emotional clearing sound healing instrument, you know, sound healing tools and 
it's never ever the same depends on what was uncovered in the inquiry session my spiritual guidance system as well as their guides are are giving me clues about and guidance about what to do what not to do wait for this go do this next use this tool with that visualization because that's going to land them into something that's really meaningful that's going to start to shift their internal terrain not just from a mental let's talk about it situation but from a core energetic and emotional and spiritual uh level because that's that's where i really like to work yes it's important to talk about it but also that's building trust and rapport so that we can go deeper in in the healing session that's one of the of the of the journeys that i use that are totally tailored and during that like hour on the and they'll be laying on the amethyst crystal biomat you know we're in this sacred space fully charged with all of these you know crystals and everything in the space and that creates a little cocoon because maybe mm. their like inner child needs to be held maybe they need to outgrow their inner child that it's time to like be a grown up now and stop throwing a tantrum maybe they need to heal something with a loved one that has transitioned or there's forgiveness with with a person they haven't really reconciled with whether they're on planet or off planet we can do that healing um so it's it's never the same maybe that maybe we need a guide maybe they be, they have an animal spirit journey like i mm. i seriously never know <laughs> and that's you know what keeps it fun and interesting is is that it's totally intuitive and there's this big medicine bag of things that can be pulled out in any minute woven together for a tailored tapestry of healing and awakening for someone mm. So many things you said during that. I loved, absolutely love that. For me, the cocoon, a safe space for a lot of people. Sometimes they've never experienced what it's like to be held in a safe space where they truly get to heal or they get to experience being seen in a way without being judged because for so long they've been judging themselves around the trauma and when you start to hold a cocoon or a space for someone else and you see the parts of them that, that are hurt, that are wounded, that just want to be loved and be told everything's okay, then they get to experience something they haven't experienced before. And it's so beautiful, this work that you do. And I, I, why did you choose to donor to start off with? Uh, it's a safe space for me. Hmm. It's the cocoon for me. And it had, it is, it is, the healing vortexes here are, are, are a, it's a co-facilitator for me. Hmm. It's a co-facilitator to be working with the healing energies of Sedona. This is one of the reasons why people come here is to heal and to spiritually awakening. And so this is like the little spider that puts their web where, where they can, can, can receive the nourishment that they need. You know, they, they put their web in the right place, in the right environment. And, and so Sedona has been nourishing to me profoundly, profoundly. The fresh air, the power of the land, the healing vortexes, the crystal mountains, and the balance of the elements, uh, coyotes howling every night, you know, the full moon, epic stargazing, like the power of the energy here, it's amazing. And it's one of the most powerful healing places on the planet. And so... That's why I was drawn here, and that's why Spirit has me here, is that 
hey, we're going we're gonna to have this nice, beautiful marriage together, <laughs> Sedona mm. and I. And I want to feel supported in my service. So it's what supports me, being this close to nature, being this, having, having the hiking and sacred mountains and the elements and the animal spirit teachers so close to me nourishes me. And when I'm in my center, then I can really be that cocoon. And, you know, it, it took a, a while on my own healing journey to actually come into my compassionate heart where I could deeply hold that space. Because, you know, I wasn't really raised with a lot of gentle maternal energy. It was pretty fiery in my household. It was, it was pretty intense. And there wasn't an honoring of, of tears or sensitivity or any of that. So, and I wasn't held in that way. So I actually didn't know how to bring that level of, of compassion and non-judgment. And I had to do a lot of my own work so that all of my stuff is at the door. And like I said, I have, I have ex-cons that have, you know, that have, have done things, you know, one would judge is horrific. I have, um, you know, people that are, deeply ashamed for their sexual indiscretions, whatever that might be, um, and are hiding their addictions in the closet because they're ashamed for not having better control over pain meds or alcohol or sugar or, or whatever. And, you know, creating that safe space that you mentioned is such a big part of that. People have shared things confidentially with me that I will take to my grave. And that level of confidentiality and look, I've done some stupid, embarrassing, shameful, illegal, <laughs> hmm. uh, hurtful, uh, self-sabotaging things in my life. Who am I to judge anybody else's things? I got my, I got plenty of my own shit over here. <laughs> and I mean, when we're authentic and honest about that, Jordan, I think that that's where we can meet compassion, no matter what somebody's done. I've, 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 I've been in that, I've been on that scale somewhere where I've, where I've hurt somebody or myself or lied or, or, um, made a choice that I have felt deep shame and regret over. And um, I, I don't think anyone's um, uh, free from that, you know? <laughs> mm. And to be able to meet someone without judgment in that space and say, hey, hey, I get it. Whether you're having an affair or whether it's an addiction or well, I, whatever, I'm, I'm not here to judge. I'm just here to hold space for whatever classroom you're in that is that is bringing that about for you and, and leaving judgment, uh, you know, at the door is essential to be a phenomenal, I think, practitioner of any kind. Um, and to just hold a safe space for rage, grief, secrets, regrets. Um, and uh, it's beautiful to hold that space for someone because most of us don't have that. But most of us hadn't, haven't had a safe space to process our grief or our anger or our shame or our regret or our, or our wounds. There's, some, there's so much heaviness around these, these things we hang on to. And for some people that we're holding on to it for so long that we don't realize how much we're dragging along with us. And to share with someone, you know, who's not going to judge you, to just hold a space, even just the act of sharing and getting it out can feel really lightening and freeing. <laughs> 
So really that's the first step on it. And it's so great to know if anyone's listening or if anyone comes across this, there are people like yourself and other powerful healers who will hold a space no matter what, like get it out, like share and let's process it. So I want to go into, you know, a large part of the work you do, which is around um, discovering and, and supporting the emergence of someone's soul's purpose, the soul's evolution. And I get the sense right now in society, a lot of people are starting to question that. What is, what is my purpose here on earth? What impact am I here to have? And, and how can I support this you know, evolution of, of what I'm here to do? Because I do believe we're all here for a very important reason. Each of us has a unique purpose. Nature has a plan for each of us. And when we return back to that, remove the things that are getting in the way, and we allow universe, nature, life to unfold through us, there is yeah. something unique that we're here to, to do. So once someone starts to pull away some of these layers and they get a access to what their soul maybe wants to express through them, how do we then know, okay, I've got to the next level in my journey. You know, how do we know where to go the next? What is the next level once we feel like we've removed a lot of the layers? Yeah, I think that you're, you're absolutely right. The, the healing and moving out of a victim, because victim, I can't step into my power if I'm still feeling disempowered in some way. I can't follow my soul's mission if my decisions are guided by the expectations or the judgments or the path that somebody else has for me. I'm not going to be able to hear it because I'm still deeply entrenched in this is the way. So even if the signals are coming in and the soul's mission is knocking on the door left and right, if I have heavily weighted my father's opinion or what will other people think, or that's weird, or that's not mine, then, then we won't find our soul's mission because we will have given it away in exchange for father's approval or this is what I'm supposed to do. So the part of uncovering the layers is one, detaching from other people's, uh, you know, our interpretation of our own journey through other people's eyes, that's two so that in that I am free to be me and be authentic. Now it's like, oh shit, what is that? What is to be, what is to be me? Because I've been, I've had all these masks, I've got all these hats. And so when we start throwing them off, it says that was never me in the first place, or that used to me, but it doesn't, it doesn't fit this next chapter. Then we're in this place of deep listening. And this is where I believe that the spiritual connection comes in so that we can reestablish our our connection to our higher self, our, the, the cosmic universe, whatever you want to call that, God, my soul, uh, universe, angels, my spiritual counsel, whatever that is for you to reconnect to something higher than you. Because otherwise, the limiting programs are the database that we are going to access for what is possible. And if we don't open our third eye and our crown, uh, our sixth and seventh chakras to something higher and bigger and greater than the, the limited, corrupt, old database of, of files that aren't mine, don't belong, um, outdated, and, and don't fit me, then I'm going to have to start opening to concepts, knowledge, universal wisdom that sees me in my fullest potential, because otherwise I won't think it's possible. So this begins the spiritual awakening path to find that avenue that allows you to connect to whatever that is for you. 
And in the, in the work that I do a lot, that is that reconnecting to that memory, that memory of who we are and wherever that's held for, for each person individually. Some people, the, the, the visions start coming on, clair, clairvoyance, where they start seeing things, mm-hmm. they start seeing the future, start seeing colors, or they start seeing possibilities. That's clairvoyance. Clairaudience is they start hearing, hey, you know what? You got to start a podcast. You're like, what the hell? Who are you talking to? <laughs> what do you mean I have to start a podcast? And I heard that voice in a cave over a year ago, and I'm like, uh, what? What the heck? I don't, I don't know about that. And so sometimes when we get a message, um, that doesn't mean we want it. That doesn't mean we're ready to receive it because, or that we believe we can do it. There becomes, Jordan, this navigation of when I receive inspiration, which means to bring spirit in, to be in spiritos means to bring spirit in. And so when I start opening and I receive an inspiration, hey, I just got to go to Sedona or hey, I got to start a podcast or I got to read this book or I just feel called to write a book. I feel called to, you know, go do this thing, experience this thing, birth this thing, create this thing. That is divine creator, source, higher self, universe saying, hey, you are the vessel for the seed or else it wouldn't give it to you. It wouldn't Mm -hmm. give it to you if you weren't capable of birthing it. You don't have to know the how. And the the vision might scare the shit out of you. Yes, your soul's mission likely will feel bigger than your current shoes, bigger than your current version of yourself. And that's what's most common about our soul's mission and is that it's also going to stretch us out of our limited potential that we're like, oh, who am I to do that? It's like, well, who are you not to do that? If you were given that seed, well, then... Who are, who, how dare you covet it is really, <laughs> how dare you hold that back? Mm. How dare you ignore your soul's mission that you already agreed upon? It's already been a covenant between you and the universe or you're, you and your soul, whatever you want to call that. It's already been agreed to. How dare you um, ignore that? <laughs> so mm. we all at times, and I laugh because the vision may come in, you know, clairvoyance, the message might come in, clairaudience. The feeling might come in like a yes, yes, yes. Like that's clairsentience. Um, the knowing, that's claircognizance. Any one of those pathways might be a channel that you are receiving that. And you and I and those listening or watching might also choose doorway number five or six, clairavoidance and clairignorance. <laughs> Just like la, 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 la. And we might have to be like, no, that dream's too big. Uh, and we might have to cultivate our courage and practice being able to receive that inspiration without saying no, without saying how, without saying I can't, and just being like receptive. Okay, I received this inspiration. Let me just incubate it for a little bit. I'm not saying that it's a go go right now. I'm just. This is part of the soul's mission, and and we're going to have to navigate all of those unresolved, I can't, who am I, unworthiness. Like, if you're on your soul's missions, those all have to be unraveled in order to not only hear it, but to have the courage to walk it. And then when you start walking it, face all of the challenges that are going to come up, that are going to rattle your cage and bring up, well fear of failure, fear of rejection, fear of 
um, not doing it right, fear of success, fear of my power, fear of the people that I'm going to lose along the way if I follow my dream, fear of what else I have to let go of. And I might have to, the dream might be hanging here and walking the soul's mission might be, I'm gradually having to let go, like we said earlier in this chat, mm. I might have to let go of this attachment in order to say yes to this dream mm. that I'm unworthy of being a writer. I could never do that. I might have to let go of that story to actually become a writer. And I might have to let go of my mother's approval in order to follow my soul's mission. I might have to face critics that don't agree, don't like, and are harshly judging the message or the solution or the opinion or the truth that's my version that I'm bringing out and people don't like it or it doesn't fit them and they're, they're not afraid to verbalize it. <laughs> you know? So that might mm. bring up some younger bullying or, or where to get their love and their approval, you gave up, you know, something that you love to do. Like one of my clients was this amazing flute player and they loved, loved, loved playing the flute. It was like an extension of their soul. They could just riff and play. Like, and they, they were in junior high, and they, they found their gift. It was probably something that they came in with, this gift yeah. and passion for music to move through. And they were walking home one day with their little uh, um, musical instrument, and they got beat up and their, their, their instrument got taken apart and smashed and stepped on and thrown in different parts on the street on the way home. And that person for 32 years since then had never picked up any instrument. And it, it had caused deep, deep core depression and anxiety and they had to go be somebody else that they're not and it caused all kinds of problems and in our session it was like why do i see this woman standing behind you with a flute like does that mean this is like years and years ago this is when like my very first sessions yeah. i just saw this woman standing with a flute handing it and they were literally standing behind my client in this vision and she kept putting the flute forward and i said hey and this is me also listening to my intuition and not filtering mm. my doubt like this is creepy, this is weird, but trusting that this vision is here for a reason. I'm not here to doubt or filter it or question it. I'm only here to allow it move, to move through me. So I said, what is the importance of a flute in your life is the question that I came to ask them. And they just melted down. They just absolutely were in, a, in sobbing, sobbing, sobbing because they had never told me this story. They're like, I just saw the image of it's time to reclaim your flute. And uh, they were like, oh my God, I, this is this trauma that happened. That, and, and they were wanting to find their joy because they were depressed. And so if we're following our soul path, we're going to bump up against anything in the way. And it's going to stretch us when we're stepping into a new set of wings or onto a new platform in life we're going to have to build on a stronger foundation. And, and, and if there's cracks in the foundation, it won't hold at the next level of your evolution. And so the cracks are going to show themselves as you start walking forward, you know, just as like when you left corporate, then here come all the fears, mm. you know, <laughs> mm. 
Like here comes the judgment from your peers. Here comes, well, can I do it? And how am I going to do it? And like all of that stuff, I'm certain rose. And when you decided to step towards your soul's mission, what was, what was one of those fears or doubts or limitations that came up along your journey? Yeah. Thank you for sharing that, by the way. That's a really powerful story. And I was reflecting again, while you were sharing that, I was reflecting on my journey and yeah, one of the biggest things that came up for me that I know that comes up for a lot of people is the fear of judgment, the fear of stepping out from the crowd and going a different path. You know, I like to call it the road less traveled. You know, you leave the corporate world and here's Jordan. Why is he sharing stuff on social media now? Why is he into all this healing breathwork stuff? And for a long time, I was, I was really embarrassed to share. And I, and I realized so a lot of blocks for me was I was scared to speak in front of public growing up. You know, at school, I was a very shy kid, had trouble sharing stuff in front of kids at school and didn't like being seen. And here I was taking this journey, which was requiring me to be seen, to get on Instagram, to speak in public places. And that was one of the biggest blocks for me was overcoming the fear of judgment. I'm still working through it. And it's really along this journey when we identify our soul's purpose or we identify something that's emerging from us when we realize it's, it's actually greater than ourselves, the courage appears, the courage to go, I'm petrified of public speaking. I'm going to go <laughs> dive in headfirst to that. Yes. Yeah. So I, I signed up for a public speaking competition in Toronto and I remember doing that last year and it you was- You crushed it, dude. You thank crushed you, it. Thank you so much. You did. <laughs> yeah. It was a surreal moment because that was one of my biggest fears and my journey up until that point was almost like it was leading me to that place. And I remember being up on the stage, feeling all this fear. It was just like my heart was beating. And here I was back here, observing it happen, trusting in that this was me leveling up. I'm about to yes. go to the next level. And really fear becomes a navigator once we, once we uncover this level of awareness. And, and like you said, you know, as we continue along the process, there's a new level in each phase that we get in. And I want to switch gears a little bit with you because there is something I wanted to bring up as I'm mindful of time. Me and a lot of the work that I'm doing with people and in, in, in currently in society, a lot of people are struggling with, with relationships and yes. the inner work that you're guiding people through and that we've been in the process of, of, of discovering for a while now is a component of a healthy relationship. But for people who come to see you and are struggling or repeating the same patterns in relationship. Uh, and I see this quite frequently where, you know, someone gets cheated on, someone leaves them and then they go out and think it's, a, they've started a new relationship with someone new and then it happens again. And this is where I'm like, Hey, it's time to under, look underneath the bonnet here. There's something underneath the surface that it's, pro- it's being projected Tell me what's come up for you in some of the people you've worked with around relationship, conscious relationships. What happens if one person is on a healing journey, the other person's not? How do you support someone in letting go of a deep trauma that's surfacing in their relationships? Yeah. Um, Thank you for bringing this up because, you know, our relationships, whether it's our intimate relationship or whether it's relationship with siblings or family or or children or parents, whatever it is, um, are going to bring up our codependencies and our insecurities. And when we're out of balance or not honoring who we are, or there's some 
there's some you know imbalance let's say in all of the different chakra energy centers of our body if there's some imbalance then we're going to be leaning on our loved ones to fill the gap and we're going to be in a codependent relationship and that in itself causes a tremendous amount of unhappiness and pain unnecessary if you as a partner are responsible for my happiness you are responsible for uh, my security and for me feeling loved. And when I outsource that to you, then I am no longer accountable for being responsible for the choices that are either creating that or not creating that. And so what I see a lot is a deep level of enmeshment and codependency and disempowerment in most relationships. Because if I don't know who I am, how you treat me defines that for me. If I don't have self-respect, then I'm going to attract and allow in somebody that doesn't or, or tolerate disrespectful behavior. And it's not about, oh, I always date cheaters. It's like, well, let me, let's back that up and decide where am I not being self-respecting and discerning enough to say no to something that either, where there's red flags all over the place, they're already in a relationship, they're already a cheater, you know, <laughs> there's dishonesty, or maybe I'm just so hungry that I'm not paying attention or taking the time. I can be hungry and impatient, which is not uncommon when people are hurting and lonely to just be like, I'll take the next warm body. And I'm not even going to take the time to get to know them. I'm not even going to take the time to inquire about if we have things in common. There's connection. I'm in rather than taking the time to really deeply understand why am I even reaching for this relationship? Is it the right time for a relationship? And what is my intention in this relationship? And does this person match that intention? Do we even want the same thing? And so I, I, um, I want to share five different questions for people to, to help people navigate this process. Five questions to ask to avoid relationship chaos. How's this? How do I you love, love that? Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. <laughs> Juicy bits. Juicy bits. You're going to want. And, and, and hey, you know what? I'll make sure that what we give some free gifts to your audience that's listening. This will be one of the free gifts is that I will make sure that you have a link to this handout that is these five. Um, as well as a chakra balancing guided, you know, audio visual, wow. you know, a visualization to balance your chakras. How's that for like wow. taking care Blessed. of you guys? Thank you. Okay. I'll be uh, using that before anyone else. I'm excited to dive into that. <laughs> I'm here to take care of you guys. All right. So <laughs> question number one, take note. Who am I? That is your responsibility to answer. It's not your parents. It's not your partners. It's not your fans. Who am I? And that question is your responsibility. You are encountering, you know, responsible to engage that question over and over and keep expanding the answer and the, and the understanding of who am I? Not all the hats. I am this age. I am this gender. I am son or daughter. I'm not talking about the hats and the roles that you play. I'm talking about who am I at a deep level? Who am I before this life and this embodiment and after this, like that level of depth? Who am I at a core soul level? And the second question, where am I at right now? I might be going through a divorce. 
I might be navigating a health crisis. I might be birthing a new business. I might be moving. I might be in like financial debt or overcome like in six months of sobriety. You know, all of those things matter. I might have four kids. I might be just about to adopt a child. Like, where am I at? Because that is going to determine my availability and what I need and what's appropriate in a relationship. If I'm not honest with where I'm at, that I'm still healing from the past relationship, then I'm not really in the emotional space to be in another relationship. Where am I at? I, I'm birthing a new business and I'm taking care of my ailing father and I'm moving at the same time. There isn't space for a relationship. And a lot of times we're not, we're not really honest with the answers to these questions and our uh, sexual hunger or our loneliness or our, you know, desire to feel loved and companionship overrides the truth that this isn't the right time or based on where am I at, what is the right thing for me? Because if I'm just leaving a relationship, I might not want to jump right into another relationship. If I've been solo for years or maybe taken some time away from relationships, then I might be ready for a committed relationship. And so that answer, not only to who am I, but where am I at, is really going to give you some clues about what type of relationship or whether a relationship is right for you at this time. Most people don't at all take the time to to sit with that. The third question, who are they, this other person? Which takes more than a minute in a bar to find out. <laughs> <laughs> Legit, eh? You know, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, who are they underneath their hats and behind their masks? Like who are they at a deep level? What what's important to them? Their values. That takes more time to find out than one date, wham, bam, in the sack, you know? So we're going back to this time of taking time in courtship, that it just doesn't go right to intimacy, that we're in this discovery and exploration that says, let me actually get to know who this person is so that I have the space and the time to uncover green lights and red flags. And green lights to me is like, yes, this is an alignment with what I want. This is an alignment with who, who I would respect as a partner or a lover or a friend. Or, and this applies whether it's a business partnership, whatever, you know? you know, do we have the same values? We want to take some time to get to know that. Who are they at a deep level? And where are they at? Are they in a troubled relationship? and they're just seeking attention outside of that relationship? Are they ending a business and, or having business challenges? Do they have five kids or two kids that they're, you know, they need to direct time and attention to? Are they having a health crisis? How are their finances? Like, where are they at? Because they might be from an empty and lonely place, be reaching for a relationship, and this is where you get to decide whether or not you enable that reach even if they're saying oh no no it's fine like we're gonna divorce it's great or i have 10 kids it's fine i have time you know they may be making the excuses 
like, well, I'm, 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 I'm going to be clean. You know, I, I've been three weeks into my sobriety. I'm clean. Like mm. it's fine for me to date. You know, they might be, you know, not honoring the space that they might be needing. And this is where you get to pause and check in with, Hmm, let me see if I think that's really true. Because if I am allowing them to make that decision and I'm not being honest with, well, they've been two weeks out of a relationship. Do I think that's enough time for them to get over it? And, you know, this is where we really get to pay attention to red flags. Because I can't tell you how many people, Jordan, have landed on my, on my doorstep like with a totally chaotic relationship mess. Mm. And they're like, he's a narcissistic pig. She's a drama queen, biatch. And you're like, well, what was your first, let's go back in time. What was your first clue? Like before you got married, before you dated, like what was your first, what was the first potential red flag? And guaranteed it was way, way, way back in the beginning and it was ignored. And a red flag is there for a reason. A green light is there for a reason. And a yellow light is like, hmm, I'm not sure. I need more information. Proceed with caution. That doesn't mean slam on the brakes. It doesn't mean go. So this question, where are they at? And let me be honest with it, even if they're not being honest with it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and does, is it a match for what is it is that I'm looking for? And then the fifth question is, based on the honest answers to all of these questions, what is the highest alignment? Even if we have this passionate soul connection, it might not be the right timing or there may be a red flag that is like a deal breaker that all, as much as there's chemistry and things in common, it's like, this is where I break the pattern of going in and saying yes, when all the signs are saying, not now, not this person, it's not the right time. And I think people rush and ignore, not that you or I have ever done that <clears throat> a lot, <laughs> often more often than all the time the yeah. <laughs> is that we just put our head in the sand or we don't even ask these questions or we don't take the time to really sit with it so that we can attract and be in a healthy conscious relationship is based on this time what is the healthiest thing for our relationship and um, and i think that those five questions are really helpful to help people navigate in and out of, let me be honest, because sometimes when we ask those questions, if we've been in a relationship for a period of time, we ask those questions again, and the answers are different because what's going on with me and what's going on with them has changed now. So maybe it's not the best, you know, for us to be in an intimate relationship any longer because they went back to drinking again, or mm-hmm. I now want something different and they want kids and I don't, or our paths are diverging. And so this is also when a relationship is meant to unravel, even from a beautiful place is, wow, we want different things. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for sharing that. That was, that was extremely <laughs> valuable for me. So I know other people are going to get value for that as well. And the, the, the biggest thing I see for people is, 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 like you said, rushing into the next relationship, someone else to fill the void. And slowing down enough to ask these questions can give that clarity to be like, where am I at right now? If there's a part of me that's in a pain from this breakup. I've, I've just been hurt. 
the last thing we need is to rush into something else that's going to distract us from this pain. So for people who maybe are going through a really intense breakup right now, have just come out of something that they are feeling the pain. This sure. is the time. This is that phase. This is, this is where you check in with yourself. Where am I at? What parts of me do I need to go in and spend some time with so that when I'm ready to return to a relationship, I'm not projecting these wounds out onto other people. And then I just repeat a pattern, you know? Absolutely. That, that check-in time. And what is also really juicy about that, like that check-in time is we also get to look back at, at the relationship and say, huh, where did I make a wrong step? Did I not listen to my intuition? Was it that um, I ignored a red flag? Did I rush too quickly? You know, like we get to go back and say, we get to learn and say, well, it could just be, I got the opportunity to, to practice love. You know, how, how wonderful that I just got the opportunity to practice love. But what other lessons did I learn? Could I learn patience? Did I rush too quickly? So we will also want to go back and look at what went wrong and what went right. So what am I grateful for? I, you know, maybe this person helped me learn to trust again because the last person might have been an infidelity and this one, you know, it might, might be different. So I like to, in that reflection time after a breakup, um, it's like, well, what am I learning? First of all, I got to vent. I got to get my, I got to mm. throw my tantrum. I got to be angry, be sad, you know, let my emotions express. I like give full reign to have a meltdown or whatever so that I'm not holding it back. Then in that calmer state, after my emotions have settled, then I'm like, okay, what can I learn from this? Because I might learn what I don't want. Mm. And it, 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 I might learn that, wow, this relationship, I lost myself. I pounced so quickly into the relationship. I fully lost my identity and I gave away my free time with my friends, my personal time, my passions, and I made this relationship and this person the center of my universe. No wonder it's really hurting when we're, when we're unraveling because I also gave away a lot of myself. So that's a good example because otherwise we'll just do it again. And it's not that you have to stop dating. It's just that what, when we reflect back on this, we get to say, huh, what could I do differently? What could I improve? And, and what kind of person am I clarifying that I want to be in relationship with? But also what kind of person do I want to be? Was I impatient? Was I unfaithful? Was I not speaking my truth? And I might need a new tool that I didn't have. And then in that relationship, we, we didn't know how to clearly communicate. We didn't have the tools. So maybe it was a great connection, but that might give me the indication that going forward, I might want to get some books or online courses or some counseling on, you know, conscious relationship, conscious communication. So that when I do meet that person and I do have that connection again, that I'm not sabotaging it just because I didn't have the, I didn't have the right tools. So I think the reflection is, what did I learn? What do I want to do differently? What am I grateful for? Um, and, and what would I like to change and grow within me so that I can be better in the next relationship? So, mm. so that, that I think is, 
because we keep repeating the same pattern over and over again when we don't grow from the last relationship. Mm. We don't learn. Then we're still that 16-year-old at 32 making yeah. the same mistakes because we didn't yeah. actually grow or change anything or, or evolve or, uh, or learn anything. Mm. And from that, relationships can become our most powerful teachers. So it's such a wonderful oh, it's, opportunity. It's a potent yeah. classroom. It's a potent classroom. And, yeah. and uh, I like the book, Nonviolent Communication. That book is great um, by Marshall Rosenberg because it, it teaches us, which most of us didn't learn, how to actively listen and how to communicate without putting somebody else on the defensive, how to not take things personally. And, and how to use languaging that is more I than you, more mm. this is what I'm feeling rather than you are doing this and it's your fault and blame languaging. Um, and I also have a little conscious relationships course. I'm making a note here that in that we will also give a 20% off to your listeners for the Amazing. conscious relationships course. Love you wow. guys, you know, like I'm here right. for you. And that's online so that people can get that online. You know, they can be in Australia, they can be in mm. Canada, wherever, in, in the States. Um, absolutely. Hey, Anahata, thank, thank you so much for the, the tremendous truths you've shared in, the, in this podcast. And I'm going to speak to the people who have listened to this far in the, in the journey and the conversation. And if you've come this far on the journey, first of all, congratulations. There's something inside of you that's starting to resonate with the stuff we're talking about, which is a big sign that something big's emerging. And if someone's come this far in this conversation and they're listening now and they're curious to know what are the next steps in my journey, what advice or what would you like to invite people to explore? Whether it's, taking a step or following a fear or asking themselves what, you know, what do I need to let go of or, you know, doing something that they've been putting off for a long time. How does someone take that next step in their journey and how do they figure out what that next step is? Yeah. So I like to listen. First of all, the first thing is like, listen, pay attention. And I, I like to do an inventory. First of all, like, where am I at? That's, that's mm. the inventory. When I, when I do my quantum leap, like online coaching, and with my one-on-one -on -one co you know, coaching clients, I always start with an assessment. Are you content and fully happy with your physical health, your career path, your, you know, how's your emotional health, your intimate relationships, your family relationships, your financial health, your mindset, your free time, your play time, your hobbies, like, and I look at all of these areas across the board on a scale of one to 10, where am I rocking it? Am I just solid with my finances, but it's costing my relationship or I'm a love my career, but my health is a three, you know, on a scale of one to 10. So it gives me a roadmap to self-assess, like, how am I doing? Then I get to look at that and say, Hmm, I'm rocking these eight, nines and tens. Like I'm doing pretty good on the eight, nine, ten. But these other things that I've been ignoring or avoiding that are my weak link have the potential to sabotage it all. So then I'll direct people to say, all right, those threes, those fives, and even is a seven tolerable? You know, what yeah. is your dream health? What is your dream relationship? What is your dream financial experience? What is your dream career? And start getting 
people to think that they don't have to stay in that space of a three or a seven in any area of their life and start giving permission to say, okay, what am I, what would be my dream? And then we start looking at, when I do my online coaching, we do a module, each one mindset. We look at relationships, we look at emotional health, we look at spiritual health, we look at financial health, we look at courage, all of it. We break it down all into little pieces so that we can start to identify what do I need to let go of in order to say yes to better health? Do I have to let, you know, is it time to let go of, of sugar? Is it time to let go of this that is in the way of my 10 or even a seven? Um, so we start identifying with quantum visualization, like what would it feel like the most amazing relationship ever? What would it feel like if I was in my Dharma career, like my soul's mission? What would, what would, if I, if I wasn't in this health crisis right now, what would optimal health feel like? And what would I be doing? I would be rock climbing. I'd be stand up paddle boarding. I'd be surfing. What, like, what would you be doing with that? And know that your dreams are possible. And then we start breaking them down into actionable steps. Okay, well, what am I going to do to move forward? And what is insufficient in my current lifestyle, in my current habits, in my current structures, um, in my morning routines that are absolutely sabotaging and keeping me from moving in the direction of my dreams? So I start to break that down with my clients and starting to identify support and accountability and action steps to start moving towards that. And when the momentum starts, Jordan, it feels so good. Mm -hmm. in, my, in my online coaching program, the clients that come here for an extended weekend, like the changes and the shifts just, like it feels so good, you know, to watch people move from a career that they absolutely loathe to that dream life, to turn their health around and be able to, you know, one, one of my clients, like, she can barely walk. She's so heavy and there's so many, there's so much toxicity, there's so many ailments, there's so much inflammation, she can barely walk. And we started with dreaming of her being able to play on the field. Her kids are all into soccer and she can't, she can't even get up and, and, and go watch him in soccer. She can't even go to the games. She's like, she's there. The health, it's a zero. It's like, well, it's a one on <laughs> a scale of one to 10. So we're like, all right, well, let's see it. Let's see it possible first. Let's see you running down the soccer field, see the, see the goal, see, hear the laughter, come on and see your feet moving because we have to have a different version of what's possible than the one currently because that's creating the three or the five or the seven. So we have to start with a different mindset and a different vision of what's possible. And then I'm like, all right, what's going to be the first step? I'm going to walk down the steps and I'm going to walk to the mailbox and back. I'm no longer going to ask anyone else to get the mail. And that's where it starts. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, let's start there. And then I am going to walk down the street. And then I'm going to, and so four months and she's on the soccer field after four months wow. of one step at a time. She's not running on the soccer field yet, but she is walking on the soccer field and she, her goal is to be able to like do a shuffle jog. 
She's losing weight. She feels better. She's eating healthier. And so we've got to have a dream and an understanding that we are deserving and capable of manifesting the nines and tens in all areas of our life. And let's start taking the action steps to move forward. And little steps, little habits over time create quantum leaps. And what do I need to let go, which is back to the beginning of our conversation. It might be something I subtract, like mm. the time that I, too much time on this, too much time in front yeah. of uh, Instagram or Facebook, uh, you know, that I go to bed earlier so that I can rise in the morning and start my day with fitness, with meditation, with self-reflection. And so we might be letting go of some, we will certainly will be letting go of things to reach for something better. So depending on where somebody is on that journey, that's where I would start is let's have a self-assessment, let's dream, and let's start making actionable steps and have an accountability and support because it will get challenging. It'll be hard sometimes. Mm -hmm. You won't want to get off the couch. You won't want to go after your dream. And that's why having a support system is essential. Having people that can show you the tools. Um, maybe you don't have the tools because that's why, why, why it's a five and not a 10. And uh, that's where I think coaching comes in, community comes in, and accountability, accountability buddies come in to help keep us on track when we wobble. Mm, I love that. Take, it, take an audit. Take an order of where you're at. 100%. What's a 10? 100%. Yeah, that's the first step someone can take after this call. Anahata, thank you so much for the valuable wisdom you've shared with me and, and the audience and everyone listening. And you know, I'm really excited to be able to continue along this process. And for the people who are starting to get on board with doing this deep inner work, you know, it, it's great to know that there are people out there who are like we said at the start of the call, willing to hold space, willing to provide the tools and really willing to show guidance. We don't have to do this alone. It's the best part about we it. And we we're going to hook people up with the free gifts that you have provided. And if people want to explore, connect with you further, it's shamangelichealing.com. Is that right? Yeah, shamangelichealing.com. Yeah. If you're in or around or called to Sedona, then book in contact us through the website and my office manager books in private retreats or you know i just had a group of women that were here college friends they're like nine women coming for just a weekend experience so we did all kinds of cool things for someone's birthday or you know a reunion getting together i mean they could be on a booze cruise in cabo and here they're doing personal development work in sedona i love it <laughs> <laughs> my kind of people so if you're in and around sedona then definitely come to you know visit shamajellichealing.com and we'll fit you in um let us know in advance so that that you can get into one of my rare spots opened and there's the quantum leap online program and we'll make sure we'll give you some special wicked crazy deal on that with some wonderful bonuses for you. If, if that calls you and you want that uh, ongoing, it's a 12 month program, one module at a time with videos and exercises and a Facebook group and all that juicy stuff. If that would help you get on board with that, if, if you wanna come to a retreat um, or training with me, it's all on my website and you can find, oh, in the podcast, the Shaman Jilla Healing podcast. podcast. Don't forget about the podcast, mate. Oh That's where all the magic is at. That's free, you know, like mm. that is that is just the investment of your time which which is worth it. Well, you know, listen to me while you're in the shower, while you're taking a walk, on the way to work, like 
so the podcast is Shaman Jelly Human Podcast, and there's some phenomenal conversations on there, not unlike this one, where we go deep um, about all areas of thriving in life. And uh, I'm on Instagram uh, at Anahata Ananda, and um, there's always quotes and, and inspiration and upcoming things on that. So go check out and find me there. And um, Jordan, when I met you, I was, I was like, this brother, hmm. there's fire in his belly and there is, there is a light in his heart and shine in, in his eyes. And I just want to acknowledge for this audience, for your listeners and fans, uh, just how grateful I am that you stepped out of a mediocre life that didn't fit you, that you did and continue to face your demons and your fears and overcome them and slay them one at a time to be an example that it's possible to reinvent yourself and to follow your dream and do what you love and, and be impactful in this world. And so anyway, I just want to acknowledge you and everything that you're doing because it is making a difference. And um, I just want to acknowledge that you've got something special inside brother. Thank you so much, my friend. I receive that fully. <laughs> and you are just a wonderful example of what happens when we start to align ourselves with our higher selves. We attract beautiful people, beautiful places and beautiful opportunities that align with that. And you, you are a really big example of that for me um, to cross paths with someone like you and to be able to learn and be around you has, has been re really grateful. So again, thank you. I want to acknowledge you. Uh, so thank yeah. you so much. Thank you so much for, for being on the podcast. And I'm excited to get this out, out to the world because there, there's so much valuable truth in this. Yes. So, and it's the beginning. I look forward to seeing you in Sedona. I'm coming. And, uh, I'm coming. Yes. Come out. Yeah. Let's go. We'll go out on the land. It's the vortexes here and do some shamanjelic breath work. We'll go hike and get on some amazing summits and looking forward to continuing this. Uh, and I'm going to have to come to Australia when the time is right. Oh, for sure. You're gonna, you I'm going to give you your tour guide here <laughs> and you get to like show me around the beautiful land of Australia. That's exactly right. And this probably won't be the last podcast we do together. Let's uh, sure. we'll get one done in person <laughs> in the near future. Absolutely. And Arthur, thank you so much. Um, and thanks so much for joining me. Yeah, likewise. And thank you everybody for tuning in. If this message, if you're listening, it's because there's medicine here. And so when you mm. feel that inclining, when you feel that call, when you feel that intuition, follow it. That's, that's, those are the breadcrumb spirits leading for you. Mm. Mm -hmm. Second that. <laughs> Peace, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining me on the stage of this podcast. Uh, another such a powerful, amazing person, Anahata, and to connect with her and have such a deep conversation was, was really special to me. And if you valued this conversation as well, you enjoyed this, be sure to connect with us online. It's uh, at State Shifters and at... Uh, shamanjalic healing so for sure definitely give the podcast a subscription i mean you're not going to regret it there's so much so much cool stuff coming out and it'd be really real honored to have you alongside of me as we share this journey together so thank you for joining me again and we'll see you in the next episode